we are let's see okay and we are now recording all right what up what up what up i am john this is the john muhammad podcast show and uh we got a special guest on today this young lady is out of uh atlanta georgia and she is ceo and president of the santiago santiago i'm saying that right santiago yeah farm Sant- Right. This firm offers services to the artist, to the rapper, to the singer, to the actress, to the songwriters. Um, you can get with them and they can help you with publishing. You can get with them and they can help you with uh, booking shows and things of that nature. So I needed to bring this young lady on so she can give us some game, help the artists out so that uh, we can take our careers to the next level. Everybody out here. All my fans, all my followers, show love to my homegirl, Marilyn Santiago. What's up, mama? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. And we got Don Scott here, D. Scott Management. Okay. D. Scott Management. D. Scott. Okay. Got you. Let me write that down real quick. Okay. All right. Well, let's go in. Let's go in. Um. This is perfect because this is my crowd. This is my followers, which is uh, mainly rap music, uh, dealing with all kind of different music, but mainly rap music. And so for you to have a service like this is, you know, man, I could I, I could show I could send so many people your way because um, everybody's looking for exactly what it is you're offering. Uh, uh, bookings. I know a lot of cats who had a lot of trouble trying to book shows and things of that nature, even though things have slowed down quite a bit now because yeah. of the pandemic. But uh, to have that hookup, you know, it's just, it's, it's love for an artist. So let's take it back a little bit. Uh, what got you into this field? Were you an artist? Was it you just started obtaining a lot of knowledge on this game? Or how did you get going to where you started a service to where you're going to help out uh, the artists out here to get to get their careers to the next level. Honestly, I was in the um, corporate world for majority of, you know, starting at 16 years old, I started working. And within just moving around a lot, trying to find different footing, I just ran into a lot of celebrities, athletes, um, people of influence, so I created really good platonic, strong relationships where we would call each other and just checking on each other's families and, you know, how are you doing? It's in, and being invited to certain events because right. they, they saw I was kind of a networker. But I, I would see someone coming in town, they would call me up, hey, Melinda, I need a barber, I need this. So I just kind of would help, yeah, I got somebody, hold on. I would use my connection resources to kind of help each other. So basically they call it the plug out here, you know, to get around, to get around people and so on and so forth. And then, you know, later on in my corporate career, outside of doing this kind of a side gig, helping people, I ended up getting terminated from a corporate job. And that's when I decided I would never, you know, make another person a million dollars before I made myself. So I kind of just found my footing and, you know, collectively got with another kind of group of, of people that we tried to do something and it didn't work out. So then I kind of ventured on my own 
And the clients, you know, my very first client was Deron Jones of 112. And then yeah. I got Michael of 112. And then I started yeah. working with um, Jay Holiday as his branding manager. Um, mm-hmm. Then I was uh, working with uh, RL of Next. Then I started working yeah. with Next. So then um, Bobby V came in the picture. Then I'm working with Scarface as well. Yeah. Our profit from Nappy Roots. You know, and now I'm venturing in possibly into the gospel realm as well. So having all those people and working with them, as well as others, you know, Nivea Cruz, um, Blue Kimball, and the Mm -hmm. acting side of it, and then modeling side of it, the McGee twins. uh, I mentioned Nivea Cruz. And, you know, and I, so I just, I've worked with a lot of people. So as the business grew, I started adding more services because I really became affluent in all of them. I had to learn a lot of them from ground step, protocols, professionalism. Um, so I really just kind of grew it out as I got bigger and the clientele became you know, larger, I started growing out, growing out more. Um, but again, it's, it's a full service right now. It's a management company. However, yeah. I offer PR, I offer consultation, um, mm-hmm. recently have S from publishing, which is book publishing. So now a lot of the artists that want an extra streamline of income coming in, instead of waiting and trying to go get publishers and publishing deals, you know, I partnered up with uh, my partner, Leon Cosby, who, um, kind of introduced me to the publishing world. And now we're putting books out and our first book we put out with for our profit from Nappy Roots and it went number one. Wow. So it's been sitting on Amazon number one you know, him and 50 were going back and forth on that number one spot, but we kind of claimed it. And, um, from Grams to Grammy and Anivia is working on her book. Um, you know, I work with uh, Marcus Devine, who is a celebrity MD artist himself who just, he works all the tours that, that I'm involved with. And so it's a, it's a plethora of things. And then I got Dawn Scott here who has, management experience in DJs and she's really well vouched with like her that's her specialty right now and one of her main clients is DJ Jess which is a celebrity DJ DJ Jess and is an amazing so between her and I you know we're kind of like all over the place with our hands in a lot of the networks wow 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 oh you're doing it you're doing it big um so with this service is it Anyone can call you and get service from you, or what's the criteria? What what is it that you do? You take them through a like a, a answer these questions, answer that questions. Yes, we'll work with you, or no, you know, uh, you're not you're not ready yet. Or what we the, do when we onboard people, we'll do an initial conversation. Um, a lot of people have a mis misrepresentation or a misconception. of what managers are of what PR services you know they just have a misconception because they haven't done their own research I welcome anyone who wanted to call to get initial you know hey I'm trying to do x y and z Mm -hmm. and I give them a series of questions well you know what's your budget you know what you try what have you tried majority of times they don't come with a budget and it's unfortunate because this industry requires a budget. It requires yeah. money to move, it requires money to move a project, requires money to get a good marketing team to make sure your content is right. It's a numbers game now out here, yeah. a complete numbers game. Not even so much as talent. 
it's okay. more of the numbers. So, you know, if you're just thinking that you're an awesome rapper or an awesome singer, you might very well be amazing. But there's mm. three-year-olds right now producing songs. You know, there are three-year-old musicians out here, you know, creating music. Right. Your, your colleagues or your cohorts, everybody's in your realm, it's, it's theirs so much. And with right. social media, everyone is seen. Mm. At the same time, everyone is hidden. Right. Because right. so much out there, you can fall within the cracks and not get seen. But mm. if you have a, a very consistent means of marketing yourself and, and consistent means of keeping yourself relevant, right. then you develop a following. When you develop your following, now you have your engagement. Now you call it your core fan base. Now you know who to target market your product to. So yeah. if a person wanted to call me up and say, I want a manager, first of all, I'm going to say no. Because okay. <laughs> okay. it takes a very special artist <coughs> to, you know, people are just looking for, I want you to book me. Okay. Well, if you really understand this game, you may have a hot song, hot song, hot song. But if no one knows you, a promoter is not going to pay money to book you because okay. you're not a draw. You don't okay. have enough fan base to come in to make their ticket sales make sense. Okay. So there's a lot of business behind the scenes that happens. So I would always encourage anyone who's doing any of this sort of, they're trying to get the career, really learn the business. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have enough. And I'm, I'm saying this, if you're a rapper and you're out there buying Jordans and you're out there buying your, your extracurricular stuff, but you say you don't have enough money to pay for your, your marketing or a consultation or someone to, to gear your, then you, your objectives are already wrong. Your priorities are already wrong. And I'm not going to waste anyone's time. And, you know, I'll, I'll go budgets depending on a person's resources. My, my fees aren't flat. They will fluctuate depending on, I see a drive in a person. If a person has enough drive and, and gumption and they're not lazy, then I might give them an opportunity, or if I see an opportunity that is a, a way to make some money with them, then we can go, you know, negotiate a, a better deal for them. Right. But it's, I love when people call. 90% don't call back because they realize it's too hard. Okay. They, they want to do the old thing over and over again. They think just by posting the same content over and over again, people are going to be like, oh, after you put it out so many times, it becomes redundant. If you don't have a creative brain to keep your marketing going and your campaigns going, then you're really kind of just doing this for fun. It's a leisure. Okay. You know, there's no real way to monetize. So Don, with, with, with just my first question is how much have you invested in yourself? Because if you're not investing in yourself, then this conversation is pointless because right. then that's not telling me that you're taking it serious because when I come to you, and I say, now we need to invest this money in a PR person or a marketing team. A lot of people not knowing the definition of a manager, they think you're supposed to invest that, right. not them. Okay. So if you're not, if you're not going to take this serious and invest in yourself, wash it up. Right. Simple right. as that. You know, right. so um, if you're not, you know, with just, it, it's, it's easier because he is a celebrity in his own right. He's been doing this since age of two. Um, mm -hmm. So even with him, you know, it was, I had to see that he was serious. 
it because I'm not going to waste my resources and my time or Melinda's resources and her time if this is something that you think because you come from a certain world, you know, the industry world already, mm-hmm. that it's just going to be easy and you're not going to have to put money up and invest in yourself or take it serious. And I think that the misconception too is in branding yourself, people think it's an overnight happen. Right, it right. is not. To successfully brand yourself, it could take, years. It could take a year to two years mm-hmm. because people are so used to that flash moment and then they get, they get distracted and go to something else. Right. But if they keep seeing the brand and they keep, the, now they're like, okay, wait a minute, let me pay attention to it. But people, attention span, again, short. is very short. Right. So I always recommend to artists, how you start out, how you start is how you will be consistent and have sustainability, longevity. So if you're coming out here and saying, my name is Lil Nikki, well, when you're 40 years old, are you still Lil Nikki? All right. You're not. So in the right. course of your business, you're going to have to change names as you yeah. mature, as you, you know, grow. And that, that can be detrimental if you're in the height of it when you try to rebrand in the middle of it because now your fans don't know how to relocate you. They don't know what direction you're going. So mm-hmm. it's almost suicidal to your career. You know, with wow. Bobby, Bobby was Bobby Valentino. Okay. And then because there was a Bobby Valentino overseas, the Bobby Valentino, you know, came after Bobby for the name. Okay. So, you know, right after, was it Jeff, Def Jam, I think it was? When he was with Def Jam, you know, they put out all the um, assets, the CDs, and they had to go back in and change everything, and he had to change his name to Bobby wow. V. Okay. So, again, you have to make sure you own your name. Right. You know, you have to make sure you take the, the precautions of and just go and securing your name, mm-hmm. you know, 50 bucks right. or whatever. Trademark your name, register. 100 right. bucks, register, and at least you're protected. Right. So there's a lot of the business that people have to learn and understand first. Right. You know, so, yeah. And so that's what you basically, whoever you take on, you're basically teaching them the business and how it works and how to use your money to, to uh, you know, further your career, put it in the right. Because, I mean, I've done this thing for a little bit and without a doubt, you start seeing where you're wasting a lot of money in certain areas. And of course, I come from Michigan. We don't have no Puff Daddies and Suge Knights or, you, you know, had, bigger companies. You had, Cheddar Boy, you had Cheddar Boys and, yeah. um, you yeah. know, I, I used to live yeah. out there, so I, yeah. Okay, right, right, right. Right, you're, you, you've been in Detroit, so, yeah. right, right. And I love Detroit. I, I, before this corona thing hit, I was over there all the time. Yeah. Uh, just a great stomping ground, and they got endless amounts of talent over there that you can they get do. with. Yeah, so but again, but, that's how we say it. it's important to start off right. Like, if you don't know your business and, and, and structure it the right way, and then a manager comes in and plans it out for you, the artist's responsibility to you know execute the plan. We're yeah. putting it in play mm-hmm. now, it's your job to get it done and do it because if you again you start out wrong you're going to be sitting there like you just said, damn, I don't wasted all this money because I try to skip two and three steps because I was too mm-hmm. anxious. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back to bite you in the tail. So, right. you know, it's important how you start 
is what's going to create your sustainability. But let me say this, when, when she says it's important to learn the business, understand every manager is not going to break it down for you. Oh yeah. Every manager is not going to do that because if you're coming to me, then I'm going to assume that you already know because you, you know, this is something you're trying to do. So when you get people like Melinda and myself, that's teaching along the way, mm. not everybody's going to do that. So it's very important. So you, you, you know exactly where your money's going, where it's being applied, where it needs to be applied. So you can't say that anybody, you know, has ripped you off or because you're fully versed in how your career is moving. Right. Right. Wow. And, wow. and transparency is key. Absolutely. Um, the or it old, should be key. Right. It, it should be key. If you have thoughts or, or, or experience in the old way of business, Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff, that's why you have publishing, mechanicals, that's why you have a lot of stuff being misappropriated, moved around, artists were without a lot of money, they didn't know really where their money was going, you know, you had accountants t- uh, taking money, you had managers taking money, you had all kind of people because it got loose, because they didn't know their business. Gotcha. So now as they're getting groomed and they're understanding their business more, you know, now they're tightening up and realize, oh, you know, such and such owes me $2 million in, in royalties right. or right. this label has been holding on my, my, my publishing or my mechanicals and it can become, you know, very clustered. Okay. So, okay. you know, if anyone's in the industry, make sure whoever you're working with is transparency. Because if I'm doing my job for you mm-hmm. and you want to look at your contract, mm. I'm giving you your, your contract. Right. There's right. no hidden. I'm not hiding nothing because... I always say to people, you can't take what's mine. Okay. I can show you a plan. I can give you my entire blueprint. Mm-hmm. You can't do it like me. Your okay. relationships aren't like mine. You build your own. Okay. So I'm not afraid to give up my relationships to other people because you create. Because I'm not about selfish. I'm about selfless. Okay. So when it comes to things that an artist will do is I don't have to go around. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. If my artist goes behind my back and tries to do some other business, then he deserves exactly or she deserves exactly what she's going to get. Okay. So transparency on both ends is super important. And it, mm-hmm. it should be a requirement when anyone is seeking out management and or management seeking out artists, like transparency. Okay. Okay. So somebody comes to your service uh-huh. and y'all decide to work together. Um, you don't suggest that they would go outside of whatever business that y'all got planned. So say if, you know, uh, 50 cent calls your artist and say, Hey, we want to do this and that you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, listen, you need to tell me all of these things so we can make sure things are set up. Right. Would that be well, a, a good example? 50, 50 wouldn't call my artist. Okay. 50 would call me. Right. Because 50 is a business person, 50 is a businessman. Okay. Now, if there's a personal relationship, they'll call, yo, I wanna do some business with you. Then it's up to the artist to say, yo, I wanna keep our personal business personal, yeah. hit my manager and work all the business out. Okay. So not to get caught up in anything. And that's what I'm saying is transparency. Like you can't go negotiate business and then come back and expect a manager to, to clean up the mess. Okay. That's not the job of the manager. We're not personal assistants. We're not, you know, gatekeepers. We're not none of that. What we are is we are people to develop plans, 
to show you a, a way to create another other streamlines or keep you active and keep you working. Being creative and saying, hey, listen, what, about, what do you think about this? And then utilizing our network to make it happen. Wow. So yeah, if 50 were to call my artist and my artist tried to do some business behind my back, I would be like, all right, go ahead. I'm not fixing it. I'm not cleaning it up. I'm, go ahead. And if you get juked out of whatever you go, that's a word anymore, right? If you get juked out of some money and all that stuff, that's on you. Right. Okay. You know, and then I was tell artists, you don't have to be the bad guy. That's what we're here for. Mm. We're here to be the bad guy. So you, no one has to go on do the homeboy hookups. No one has right. to be the, you know, go get your worth and go get your value. Don't be the bad person. Let us be the bad people and say, hey, this is what he's worth. This, but we'll do this for you this time. Let us do the negotiating, mm. the managers, you know, the, the, the agents. Let us yeah. do that kind of stuff for you to work. Because so. it allows you to keep the relationship that you have, yep. you know, so you don't, I always tell them to say, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I don't have a problem, but hit my manager, let her work out the business. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So this way, again, it allows you to be the artist and to maintain and keep your relationship. So mm -hmm. when they try to lowball you because of that relationship, I get mm -hmm. to, you know, I get to come in and now I can be the, the a-hole. Come on, okay. you know? So it allows you to continue having that good uh relationship and standard with with your friend right wow yeah you see that with like with artists i've always i've seen it like on like they would be out on the carpet or something and it's always the bodyguard you know that kind of got to be the bad guy to push people away but you're saying it also goes behind the scenes with the managers agents things of that nature to keep their relationship right with your artists and whoever wants to do business you basically get in the ring and take the punches for him. Absolutely. Wow. But if you run your business right and construct it right, structure it right, the business will flow. People will respect business and, and other entrepreneurs, other business, other artists will respect the business because that's, that's how they want to be handled. Hmm. And what I find is after promoters or after other artists deal with me, they come into my phone book or they come into my, you know, text messages and say, Hey, you know, I'm looking for a manager. I like how you deal with such and such. It's about what you put out in your reputation that you have out here that again, if you do business, you can't, you know, we're going for a win-win. We're not trying to overdo anybody. We're not trying to, you know, get nobody for their head over their money, whatever. What we're trying to do is have a win-win situation. Take what's ours. Win-win. Win for you, win for me, a win right. for everybody. If it's one way, the opposite or the other, then it's not a good deal. Okay. Okay. Wow. 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 Okay. So explain, because, okay, you talked a bit about the management, but like when you mention words like PR and things of that nature, I find that a lot of artists don't even know what you're talking about. Can you kind of explain that a little bit? And, and it, I seen on your... On, on your site where you do counseling. What would a counseling session go? If I called and I say, listen, I need counseling, it would be like, okay, well, what area are you? How would you, how would you, uh, you know, uh, get me on the right track? Well, I would just ask, you know, first of all, uh, who are you? What are you trying to, you know, what are you trying to put out there? You know, what have you done that hasn't worked? You know, because I don't want to go over and beat a dead horse. You know, what actions did you take? You know, what are you willing to do? And then again, 
it's all about how you approach me. And I don't know how Dawn was, but she'll explain that. But when how you approach me, it's, it's, it's super loose out here. They'll email, yo, how much for this? And it's almost like, sometimes I don't want to even respond to that mess because it's just not professional. You're trying to do something professional, but you're not professional. It just doesn't work. So when someone calls me up and says, yo, I want, I, want, I want PR. Okay, I said, well, what's your business, first of all? Because, you know, we do branding outside of that. So, you know, we'll take a brand if they want. And we can make it into, you know, a, a, a marketing campaign for them. Okay. If, they want pub if they want a publicist, okay, I have outsources. I have people within my company that do it. And because I also do it, I just know how I've made the relationships. But we, out, you know, we have a couple of publicists that work with us. So we kind of give them the right way. Hmm. If someone says, I want a consultation, the first thing I would say is, on what? What's your plan? What's your objective? And what's your goal? Okay. When they can answer that, they can call me back to have thought about it. Because I never ask people on demand. Because this okay. is sometimes you really got to go home and think about you got to go home and say, be accountable for what you've done thus far. Okay. See where you made some mistakes. And, you know, I hate when people call me up and they think they know everything. And I just sit there and I listen. And, okay. you know, it's because they're trying to sound educated. And I'd rather someone who has absolutely no idea about something hmm. say, I just don't know. Okay. Cool. Now let me show you. Now this is just how I work. But my success is based off of what you guys see out here. So okay. what I'm saying is not, is not the Bible. It's saying what works for me and what, what, what may work for you. It has to be individualized. Right, right. Wow, wow. So a, a great, what would be a great, a great day in this industry and what would be a low point in this industry? Say you, you experience that in one day, a high point and a very low point. What does that look like dealing with uh, uh, this, in, this music industry? Life. Life. Everyday, everyday life in this industry. <laughs> everyday life. <laughs> a, a good point. Making your clients money. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. They always have to be doing that. Okay. It's always a good point. Low right. point, not making the money, and then they on your phone trying to figure Always. out why you ain't making money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, a, a good point for me is when you put a solid project yeah. out yeah. And, and, and it just takes off organically, and then yeah. the touring happens behind it, the TV looks happen behind it, you know, the, it's just you see, you see the, the, the artists everywhere, you know, yeah. and yeah. that's a good campaign. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a good a good day or a good week or a good month or a good year when you can have that thing you're touring is solid your project is doing well you're slated to do some tv work you know that's a good year because things are in plan and in play a bad year is like covid yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. when your artist isn't working right if your artist is late all the time mm. if your artist um becomes too diva-ish and too ex too extra okay it turns promoters off okay so when i'm sitting at home and i'm like okay thank god this really hasn't happened to me yet but because of covid it has is okay. why aren't our artists working right. so the way i look at it is when they're not working it's what am i missing 
Because yeah. it's 50% there, 50% me. And that's, okay. that's the reality of it. Okay. So I look at it, I'm like, okay, so what can I do in the interim? If we're not working right now on touring, mm -hmm. let's work on a new project. Let's get a better distribution. Let's, let's, let's look for def different avenues, which okay. is why, again, the, the S from publishing kind of came into fruition because now that we had some downtime, I said, let's, let's take these clients that we have and start pushing books, products, okay. you know, okay. and creating that lane for something to do. We're getting ready to work on Jess's uh, book, his documentary. Um, yeah. We picked up Don Robinson from En Vogue, Jay Alexander, Carl Brown yeah. from Fubu. We're doing their books as well. Yeah. Um, so we just have a lot of a lot of great things happening. But it's it's how to win in those lower moments. How mm -hmm. to set up for the next? You know, how to, it's the setup. Okay. It's, like, it's like having a baby. You know, it, it would be. Ouch. It is because I mean, when you you talk about it you know you have people like talk about planning to be pregnant and once they see the conception come in and then it starts working and now you're pregnant and you're going through the pregnancy and you have when you hold that baby and you realize that everything you did from beginning to end you you've created this amazing child it's like huh you know what i'm saying i get it like i so when you walk them through the whole process of implementing the plan going through the plan the plan work them seeing the structure and seeing it work and mm -hmm. then getting so many other opportunities from the plan you structured now they buy it you know they buy into it they really get it but like she mm -hmm. said a low plane is is now covert and they're used to moving they're used to being in the clubs they're used to being on tour how do we keep them focused and not into a depression because a lot of them they're not used to being at home. So being at right. home, you know, it's, just, it's just too much time. What do I do? You know, so right. trying to refocus and restructure and, and dealing with your old stuff and their right. stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's right. one of the things you just, you just throw them out there and you just hope. Because <laughs> it's our job to stay seven steps ahead. Yeah. Seven yeah. to ten steps ahead. Okay. So now you're throwing out ideas and you're just hoping something works. <laughs> something <Right>. sticks. <laughs> Something's profitable. <laughs> and in my early years, I used to do that. I used yeah. to throw shit out there all day, try to, what sticks? Right. And then after, you know, experience and the results of it, I said, okay, I, I can't throw that noodle up there and hope it sticks because it's done. I can't do that anymore. I got to now strategically plan, have many conversations prior mm -hmm. to, okay. to see if the plan would even work. Because with the dynamic of where we at in society, the, the the attitudes change like this. It, it, it's it's gone. Like you'll have a deal on the table on Saturday, and then come mm -hmm. Tuesday, somebody hotter comes and knocks that shit right from you under your feet. Oh, so wow. it's about constantly staying ahead. And I can actually say the relationships is the most vital part outside of talent, outside of money, outside of of looks and and it's relationships that will keep you afloat in this mm -hmm. industry you may not have a dime but when you have relationships that are coming to help you and and guide you and say you know what i got x y and z over here utilize this correctly mm -hmm. that's what keeps a lot of these people alive mm -hmm. the relations are the most important i normally say and, and mel correct me if, if i'm wrong it's 90 percent relationships 10 percent business 
Wow. Industry is 90% relationships, 10% business. Wow. That's, that's bananas. And we know we don't want to come off as saying it's a lot of negativity and hard. It's not, it's It's very fun (laughs) when you kind of find your, your stride Mm -hmm. and when you find it and you're in it, it's like, okay, we're active and we're moving, Mm -hmm. but expect great days, great months, Right. Great years, and then expect some downtime. It's what are you doing in that downtime that's going to set you up for that next Boy. great year? Gotcha. Forethought. Gotcha. Not only the forethought, like I say, it, it's getting these artists to buy in to the bigger picture. Some got some artists are, are in their comfort zone, so they don't want to get out. They feel like if they get out of their comfort zone, it's going to ruin everything. And it's like right. now you got to conform. Don't change, mm. but conform to what's happening. Take what you have currently mush it around make something else but the same thing but in a new version and don't gotcha. be afraid to be different yeah. don't be afraid okay. to, to show your originality be and a weirdo. your artistic side right. just because we're in this wave now don't mean you have to if the wave is not you you don't mm-hmm. have to conform to the wave stand out absolutely because right. you, you know a lot of them feel like just because if they stand out they won't be seen if you okay. stand out the right way you will absolutely be seen Wow, wow, wow. So what what are some of the examples of the changes you've had to make because of this pandemic? No one can ha- really hang out like that no more. The social distancing. <laughs> that's that's your got, side, not my side. <laughs> my side is still hanging out. <laughs> what changes, what example do you have with one of your artists that you had to reconstruct and what did you do to get him or her back working? Uh, and staying busy. Well, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is, is Bobby, you know, Bobby V. So okay. he, it, it wasn't necessarily reconstructing, re- reconstructing him. Mm-hmm. It's as he grew, situations grew. And it was just showing him a little more structure. It was showing him how the structure works on his behalf. Now, instead of being just an artist, he's now a label owner. And we're, we're turning him into the mogul, like a Diddy, like a, you know, we're, we're turning him into that space of CEO with an artist side. Mm. So we're creating that within this pandemic, we're really concentrating on all levels of that label being right. You know, we are in negotiations right now with a distribution company, um, a major distribution company. And to get the projects out and it's slow and steady during this time it's making sure the right you know and taking advantage of the right opportunities and not just jumping on anything that's out there because we're not like bobby was just all over the place and he'll say you know, he was just he loved music he's just doing everything kind of throwing out whatever ever 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 new music every other day because he's just that talented he has mm-hmm. a catalog out of this world mm. um Whereas Scarface, he's cool. He's chill. He's in his lane. He's in his zone. He, he's not do, he doesn't have to do all that. Mm. And with Bob, I said, every time you put a new song out, you don't give it time to yeah. marinate. You don't give it time to really sit on people's spirits. And, you know, and that was kind of thing of the hard to get Bobby to stop putting out so much music. Now, let's, let's strategize. Right. Let's put this out so it can live. Mm. And the last song he put out, um was love that shit and it you know went radio organically it just started hitting all the streams and all the organically and 
it's a it's a nice song with and that featured two of our artists at the time um we have santo silva and then zan man trippin okay. and so it was a compilation type song kind of introducing them to the world mm -hmm. so getting bobby just bobby loves the stage you know mm -hmm. he loves the stage so even in this covid you know he went out and and, and, and purchase a new toy. So he's on the lake every day, you know, to kind of right. take away from being at home because he doesn't, he loves being on stage. He loves right. performing. He loves giving to the people. He has a farm, Metro Urban Atlanta, Metro Atlanta Urban Farm, mm -hmm. uh, his parents own. So they do a lot of um, giving away of food and stuff like that at the farm. He has yeah. a Bobby V Foundation that he's really, in, you know, in, in dealt with by putting students through colleges. Like there's a lot of great stuff that he's doing that sometimes doesn't get the promotion that it needs because people are always looking at the surface stuff. They don't look at really what he's done for major amounts of students in college, mm -hmm. graduated from an HBCU, um, yeah. you know, profit, you know, he had the new book coming out and he had, was a victim of police brutality, oh, wow. having him being patient and really working this book. You know, understanding COVID restricted a lot of us because stations and stuff aren't open. A lot of things are just kind of being maneuvered into virtual. So mm -hmm. it, it was just getting getting them from the old way to new way. Okay. So again, and Anivia concentrating on her book. Uh, Marcus still making music. You know, yeah. Bobby is doing some shows mm -hmm. as different cities open up. We have a show coming up August twenty second in Chicago. Okay. Um, Soldier Field. It's a drive-in fest. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be super dope. On the other hand, you have Jess, which <laughs> is used to being in the clubs because not only is he a tour DJ, but he's been in clubs and being snuck into the tunnel and to DJ with Flex and yeah. Red Alert at the age of five or six. So right. for him, it was just keeping him focused until we got to the phases where outside opened. And when you get a person that that is that creative and that music driven, mm -hmm. you, you try to kind of figure it out. So for, for me, it was him starting his podcast because we were trying, we're trying to transition him to radio. Right. So it started out as let's do this voiceover to, to send to the stations so they can see because he's had two shows in his younger year on major right. platforms that you can do this. And was given the opportunity with Pretty V, which we became a weekly thing, which now is being picked up by um, Dipset Radio, 979 The Plug. Um, okay. So now we have, and, and he's doing that. So that occupied him and kept him, you know, where he can, and it's called Tap In with Mr. Level 10. Because mm -hmm. of the so much going on on IG and people only going to pay attention, like we said, the seven to 10 minutes. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So the interview is about seven to ten minutes, and then he DJs, and then he's off. So mm -hmm. that's how we I kind of kept him focused, and you know now we're all the way open in Atlanta. So he's back in the okay. club, he's back DJing, and he's booked damn near every night. You know, mm -hmm. from Tuesday to, to Sunday right now. Oh, um, wow. Outside getting money. Okay. So how are they doing? Money. And, 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 and getting a, a, I told him the other day, he's a peach tree dish worth of diseases. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they are the, who they are and they still want to be personable with their fans. They right, still right. want, you know, people still want to take the pictures and, and, you know, with Netflix just dropping a prison song, 
Mm. And everybody tagging him, and they they want to come oh, up. And they, so he was in prison. Oh, song. he was in prison. That was okay. one of the he was he was one of the main yeah. characters. He played Mary J. Blige's son yeah. in Prison Song. Yeah. Okay. So he's also okay. an actor. So yeah. he's venturing right. off in that too. Once it starts to he's, pick back come up, back to that. He's right. venturing that as well. Yeah. So now with that, you know, he's being tagged, and you know, so it's just like, ah! and I'm can we stay focused? <laughs> like he's loving him for real. He's like he's, right. he's, he's right. the best energy. Yeah. So okay. because of that, you know, people want to come and they want to take the pictures and they want to, yeah. you know, shake their hand. They don't understand, you know, the elbow dap or the, hey, you know, there's a right. virus coming on. I need you right, to right. be the, you know, part. So I tell right. me it's a petri dish worth of diseases. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you got all of that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So how has, of course, we went through the George Floyd. Um, Mm. We, and we watched that. We seen that, and y'all watched that. <laughs> to, totally horrified, and of yeah. course, the whole world uh, uh, hit the streets. How have that situation? How has it done? What has it done to the industry? We got the Corona, of course, and you're doing live shows, and I mean, I think- it just it, it seems unsafe, but. Uh, at the same time, I understand these cities got to get back open and start making money. But how has it, uh, what has it done to the to the music industry? Well, I think for sensitivity purposes, you know, it, w- it wouldn't be right if artists were just dumping music out there to distract of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some artists, Bobby um, put a song out, Mario put a song out, um, um, Trey Songs, like no, not Mario. Trey Songs put a song out um, about the police brutality. Duran put a song out, um, kind of talking about what's going on. You know, some are talking about the situation. Some are talking about giving hope. Right. You know, let's not lose hope in it. Right. So I think every artist at this point has an opportunity to make a difference. If whether they're not going to speak on platforms or not, because they're either right or they're wrong, they're never going to make everybody happy. Right. Or this is the time to speak through music. Mm. You know, so we had to do a halt on a lot of the stuff. Because I'm telling you, right when we put Love That Shit out, it was banging. It was all over the place. It was going, going, going. And then, yeah. boom, George Floyd happened. Protests happened. Mm-hmm. And we collectively decided, let's shut it down. Okay. It's insensitive. We don't want to, you know. And we were in momentum mode like this. Right. You know, right. this was momentum mode. Okay. We were in the middle of a tour, a 20-city tour. Mm-hmm. Like, we were in high momentum. So I think, one, it had to happen as far as the industry had to shut down to pay its, pay its respect and also to make sure people stayed on the course. They, they okay. didn't lose focus because right now we're in a, we're in a space that it's in everyone's conversation now. Right. Not just over here. It's not just over there. It's in everyone's conversation now. Now, who accepts it and who doesn't, the conversations are happening worldwide. So now that we have attention to it and brought to it, now it's time to really do some efforts behind it. Now it's time to really write the legislatures. Now it's time to really get behind the police reform, you know, it, to help any and everybody that's, that's dealing with that. You know, one person at a time, getting them situated. So it, it's it's tough to say because everyone has their personal re- preferences. You know, 
I just want to always, and when I speak, is to say, be accountable. Okay. Just be accountable. And don't be emotional. Be accountable and think of everything right and wrong. Okay. There's no color there. Right. So with artists, it had to be very careful treading that. You didn't want to come off as insensitive. You didn't want to come across right as an opportunist. You didn't want to come across as an attention-seeking person or saying the wrong things. So the mass media and the fans, you know, use your platform. Say what you need to say. And some artists felt uncomfortable. They're like, I'd rather just do it through music. Because okay. the end of this, I still have business. I still have Right. We still have to run the economy. We still have to do things. We just got to do things better, if that makes sense. And a lot right. of them were things behind the, behind the scenes and stuff like that. You know, there was a lot of them out there that was protesting that you didn't see them publicly post on their pages. You've seen other media outlets and stuff like that post because mm -hmm. they because of the sensitivity of the way the world is right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know how everybody will feel about my stance. Okay. So I'm going to do this and I'm not doing it to be seen for the world to notice. I'm doing it because this is the way I feel and I feel strongly on it. So a lot of people would, you know, just, just doing what they felt was right in their heart and just doing it. I, I don't need the publicity or I don't need nobody to see me marching. I'm marching because I have grandparents that fought in the revolution or I have grandparents that were Panthers or, you know, so I'm just going to do this for me. So it'll be a private thing, you know? Okay. 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 So you do. So say you, you got an artist, he's protesting and he's ready to protest. She's ready to protest about, you know, whatever. So you will advise them. So say like they, you know, with all of this uh, going on, it's easy to get caught up in the white and black thing. You know, I hate whites, I hate blacks, whatever, whatever, whatever. So say if your artist started going in that direction, uh, you would have no problem talking to them and, hey, this might not be good for business. You sure you want to do this? You have to make, make sure that they're doing, now if they're adamant about something, you have to place it in the right space. Sure, if you're adamant about this particular fight that you're wanting to fight, then let's fight it in the right form. Let's just don't irresponsibly go all over the place and yada yada, because we still have to maintain the brand. Yeah. But if you want to fight social injustice, go to those platforms, do what's needed over there to fight social injustice. I think what gets me upset most about media and where we at social media wise is People will post irresponsibly. Okay. Not checking the sources. Not checking sources, right. Fact not, not fact checking mm -hmm. or, or posting half of a video, mm -hmm. not the full entire video. And we're such in a heightened space right now right. of just temperaments, relationships. Yeah. I've seen go down. I've seen, I've seen and I've heard like a lot of things I never thought I would hear. Mm -hmm. But that's where we're at right now. Right. So you have to make sure that your artist is being responsible without taking their voice away from them. Saying, I, I, okay, I get it. Let's best utilize this in the source that we need. Or direct them. If you want to talk about police injustice, let's write the lieutenant governor. Let's write the police chiefs. Let's write the mayors. 
let's let's focus that way. Let's just not go on social media and be like blah 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 like rants. Okay. Yeah, put structure behind that just like you would anything else. You don't want to shut them down, but you gotta say you gotta be cognizant of what you're doing and how you're saying it because you don't want to offend. There's a way to talk and there's a way to convey your message without disrespecting people and without making people feel belittled or condescending. My word for that is there's a way to say things. You know what I'm saying? You can you can you can say something um, one way and you might mean another way. So before we do that, let's sit down and come to a happy medium of how to get your message across correctly. So it won't, you don't leave the, what's my word? You won't leave the, <laughs> the wiggle room. <laughs> right. You won't leave that, you know, it can be interpreted a, another way and take away from the good that you're trying to do with getting your point across. Yeah. I mean, like with Bob, he was going into this emotional state and we talk about all that. He'll send me these articles and he'll get into this, this state, you know, where the world is ending and yeah. talking him through that. Why do you think the world is ending? Mm-hmm. And, and being optimistic for them because they really go through some social battles. They go through some real emotional battles because the way of life as they know it is changing. Right. And again, this is their livelihood. Right. So when things start to change and they don't know what, what, we don't know, we don't have any idea, no real idea when venues and such are going to open back up. We have none. They say 2021, but then more in the moral side of things, does an artist want to go and pack out, you know, a venue knowing that COVID still exists? Like, do you want to be responsible for that? Like, there's a lot of things emotionally that these artists go through. What people forget is these artists, they're human. They're people. They're human. They have the same fears, the same phobias, the same thoughts, the same everything. That same thing that you're going through, they're going through some of the same things. And people forget that because they're on a a different platform. Mm -hmm. So the same concerns they have about their job is the same concerns that everyday people have about their job. Yep. Mm. Wow. Same fears. It's just, right. I just, I may have more money in the bank than you so I can last a little longer. But I'm still worried about the same thing because now I have kids or I have family members. I have, you know, other people that now because of this that I may become responsible for yep. because they can't, you know, they, they can't sustain. Right. Same, same fears and phobia. But, but people forget that celebrities are human. Mm-hmm. They have the same lifestyle. They go to restaurants, they eat. You know, same things. Yeah. 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 They got family. I think the the responsibility she touched on was maybe I was not responsible for my my father on a normal day to day because he was able to do whatever. But now with this, I now have to take care of my family and friends more on top of my bills. And my bills might be three thousand dollars a month for my home, and yours might be a thousand. But I gotta make three times as much because now I gotta take care of yours and mine. Right. The sustainability. So the pressures can be, you know, if not more, the same, if not more. So again, you have to just check in with your artist. You have to make sure mentally that they're okay and to say, listen, and talk and be able to talk through it. You know, Don and I we go through conversations and we have in-depth conversations. And we say, you know, one thing we don't talk about is politics and religion and religion. But we talk through it because, 
again, we have to be able to understand certain things. So she'll call me, hey, I'm dealing with this with X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z. I'll call her, hey, I'm dealing with this X, Y, and Z. So your support team has to be strong. Your support team has to be understanding and patient. Because if she's going through something for two, three weeks, I can't sit and judge her. I can be like, all right, I got to help you get out of it and vice versa. You know, if I'm going through something for a week or two, she's like, yo, even if she's my biggest cheerleader, okay. sometimes it's that motivation. So I, I hope fans see this and say, instead of dogging these artists out because you don't like what they, instead of saying anything bad, just don't say nothing at all. Scroll no. on. How about that? All Keep right. scrolling. Stop trying to seek attention. Stop trying to post out there unless you're adamantly trying to prove a point mm -hmm. and you want to educate. And again, some people don't want to listen. Some people don't care. Some people have their own. And, they'll, and like Don told me last week, you'll never change their mind. Okay. And it's about now just really love. Like, I may not rock with you. I may not like you, mm -hmm. but I don't hate you. And so if I don't hate you, I don't need to say nothing negative to you. I don't need to say nothing to you. That part right, right there. Right. And that's what new artists need to realize. When they yeah. come in, a lot of them get to social media and they want to go back and forth. You can't. Right. You can't. You signed up to be in the public eye, to be, to be ridiculed and, and, you know what I'm saying, and, and discussed. Right. And so you have to be able to laugh at a lot of those comments because it's just right. like as soon as you don't even know me and you have this opinion of me because right. like she said melinda touched on the media will put out certain things we all know how they can you know do it for their numbers and their ratings to make it look good mm -hmm. so you don't have the whole story and you're prejudging me and you don't even know me but right. and these i'm seeing these new artists they click to get on and want to snap back snap right. back it's not right. you gotta let some of that roll off your back Mm -hmm. right. Because everybody's going to have an opinion. When you put yourself in that position, you understand that you, you, all eyes are on you. You're being watched. Right. So you right. have to be able to, to have thick skin and take it. Right. Now, I ain't got to sing all the time because I've created a dummy page to myself. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> I have. <laughs> so, but I mean, I mean, listen, we all let's find out some of the extra people. I don't, following I don't, I don't have a clap back page. She's okay. my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a best friend to do. You That's know, a best friend. Again, right. you got on the way, but I know in the same sense, like I told her last week. You go and you can't argue with a fool because you start right. looking like the fool. So right. you trying to get somebody to look at it to be open minded and look mm -hmm. at it from a different angle. If right. they don't stand strong, a lot of them are standing strong and they're wrong, and they right. will go back later on and they stand in strong and they're wrong. <laughs> and later on, they may come back and say, you know what, that did make sense. But because right. you got a point to prove, they're not going to agree with you. Yeah. Right. Not, right. Whether right. they feel it in their heart or not, because they, they're on social media. So they want to be seen. They right. want that attention. And so you just look, take five minutes and time. Yeah. You're looking for that smoke. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and I had to learn that the hard way. Because, you know, I'm here trying to fight battles. And then it looks like, you know, and I know what my intention is. Mm -hmm. You know, I know what my intentions are when I do it. But then, I could see from another perspective how someone like, well, Melinda, you're, you're commenting on everybody's. Well, I'm commenting on the people that, that I care about, my, my friends of friends through, you know, celebrities. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like wrong is wrong. 
and because I don't want people to go out and start shooting people frivolously and, and go out because they're so angry at what they just right. saw because that clip sent them the wrong message. That could have been the one that take them over the top. I'm right. trying to save people. I'm trying right. to make people think. But I understood when she talked to me, and that's what friends do. When she talked to me about that, I said, you know what? You're right. You're right. I don't want to be stifled, but I understand the extent of where it should go. You know? Mm -hmm. So outside right. of the artist having a support system, we have to have a support system too that holds yes. us accountable. And I think that's what's what creates strength and that's what creates sustainability and longevity in any career. It's, mm -hmm. Your network is your network. And it's, it's keeping everybody working, it's feeding everybody that you can, but it's also mm -hmm. honing in on yourself. Okay. Everyone is responsible for self collectively to the goal. But okay. I have to do my part. You know, Leon has to do his part. Bobby has to do his part. Dawn has to do her part. Just has to do his part. Scarface has to do his part. Right. Profit, like everyone has to do their part for the common goal. Right. So within the temperature now, I, I suggest people just look at it. If it makes you upset, step away from it. Research, uh -huh. fact check, find everything out. Then base your opinion off of that. Right. But this is, this is a microwavable Come on time now. now. So yeah. I don't want yeah. you to research. I just, because my attention span, I'm only going to give you that, but that much. So yeah. I don't want to do the research. I'd rather be an internet bully behind my keys because I just read that, you know, whatever media source just put up something about a celeb. And now I'm just going to, ha ha, because I think it's funny. Or because right. I think by me saying this, because it's been proven a lot of times. Um, these celebs, they, they get to the breaking point. So they will get in the comments and have something to say. So everybody's looking for their five minutes of fame off of a fact that may or may not be true or might be, you know, misleading or half the information. So, you know, they don't, they don't want to do the research. They don't want to put that time in to find where the, where the original clip came from or what the original article is really about. I'd rather just go with what's up there. Okay. You wow. know? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, I got a couple more questions for you, and then I'll I'll let y'all get back to. Yeah, cause um, I gotta go. I gotta go make some money. <laughs> right, right. Not me. I'm off today. Okay. <laughs> she made, she me make some money. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. If they come with this vaccination. No. Nope. No. Why? Because one my personal opinion it takes years and years to develop something that's right you're trying to tell me in eight months you hyperact you you did it in eight no there's going to be side effects i don't want to grow the third leg or fourth arm fourth arm, third <laughs> arm. Right. You know like i don't want to wake up and, and next thing you know i got an extra ear like we don't okay, know right right and, you know, I, I listened to Farrakhan's speech and, you know, I'm not a Farrakhan, but I am about people who make sense. Okay. That's I follow people and, and different pieces of people that make sense and are, are, to me, follow the same beliefs that I believe. Okay. And I feel like if they have it as a choice, no. don't mandate it. Have it a choice. Let people choose their own situation. Don't okay. force myself or don't force my children. Don't force it on us. If we want it, 
then by all means, because you deal with your consequences or you deal with your success. Either okay. or. Well, let me let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Every year they come out with a new um, flu vaccination, right. right? Every year that vaccination gives you the strain of the flu that's out, so you're fighting it. Right. Every year there's a new strain. Mm. Why, 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 am I, why do I need to keep getting vaccinated if I'm not fighting off last year's strain because I already got that? So you're giving right. me a new strain. That's gonna give it to you. No. Right. So, that makes sense. Yeah. So what I found yeah. out is when you take the vaccine, the vaccine is from last year's strain. Mm. It's not the current because they don't know what the current Same is. Same argument yet. then. It makes okay. my argument better. Right. Exactly. Okay. But they don't even know what the new string is to give you the to give you it. They only know what the left. So they give it that to create the antibodies in your body okay. to fight off the flu. But if mm-hmm. a new string comes, they don't know it until they see it. Then when wow. they see it, then they know how to combat it. Then they know how. So. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. There's a lot of. So you're still giving me you're still giving me last year's vaccination, which I'm right. still gonna get. So you're giving me last year's flu. So now right. you're telling me that I'm not only going to get last year's flu, I'm going to get this year's flu too. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Some don't make, some don't make sense about that whole thing. Yeah. I've never gotten a shot and I've, I've knock on wood, have not right. had the flu. So right. um, no, thank you. I'll pass. <laughs> right. The last time, it's been years. I know it's been over 10 years easy. But the last time I took a flu shot, flu shot i was like sick for a dog sick as a dog for like two days and mm-hmm. i was just i was just like well why take i mean y'all supposed to this supposed to you know keep me from no, getting it, sick it, no, no 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 the flu is to give you the antibody they'll, they'll tell you right that. it's to give it to you so your right. body can create the antibody right some people your immune system is up so when they introduce the flu thing to you, the flu bug, mm-hmm. your body starts to hurry up and attack it. Okay. So in case you get sick again later on, it won't be as severe. So they're actually giving you the virus. They're giving right. you the flu virus so your body can work against it. Well, after a while, guess what happens? Mm-hmm. Your body becomes immune. Just okay. like you take pain pills, pain pillar, pain pillars, yeah. pain, pain pills, pain pills, pain pills, pain pills, Every time you take them, your body starts to become immune, more immune to where they get right. less effective. Right. Same thing with these shots. Like if you take it, it becomes less effective. And or the flip side, it builds your immune up against it. So as soon as it's introduced, the flu, mm-hmm. here come the antibodies, boom, kill it, and you're good. That's why you don't get sick. Wow. wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Research. Yeah, Research. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I no, just, I, I'm I'm good with that one. I don't want nobody putting the flu in me. Um, yeah, me too. I, I, no. I can catch it by myself if <laughs> you know. Right. I take the chance. That. You know, yeah. I take the chance, and I just I keep myself. You know, vitamin C. Listen, mm-hmm. you'll never go wrong with uh, natural resources. Right. Because that's my thing. When your grandparents were growing up and stuff like that, they didn't they didn't have all these uh, antibiotics and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm looking at people posting their grandparents living to be 95 and you know 101. And so if if it worked so well for them back then, right. why do the pharmaceutical reps 
now why are they so so rich right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying right. why are the doctors i mean i get it because they get paid off of pushing this so mm-hmm. of course they're going to push you to to not do home remedies and take this medication and stuff like that but if it worked so well for them back in the days when you had midwives that was giving out, you know, home remedies and snake oils yeah, listen, and all kind of, you know, what grandma gave oh, you. Oh, listen, sweet oil. Right. I, I'm, right. I remember getting an ear infection, and the first thing my grandmother said is warm up some sweet oil and put a couple of drops in your ear with some cotton and tilt your head to the side, a little yeah. behind your ear, and in two days, you're hearing better than you ever heard before. Wow. So why wow. would I go to the doctor and pay money for swimmers ear drops mm-hmm. or something like that when you know all it, these home remedies they work? It, it's a right. pharmaceutical game. It's a it's oh, a money yeah. game. It's, it's a, a, money, it's a money, game. money game out here and you know I'm in they, the wrong business. They prescribe <laughs> right. medications to make you sicker, to go to the mm-hmm. doctor. The doctor puts you back to the getting the medication from the farm. It's a big circle of of that. And these right. new medicines are showing it. They're at, at the end of all these commercials. They're telling you that what you're taking the pill is treatable and you're treating it. However, you may wake up tomorrow and your arm will still be on the pillow as you get out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> created all these other problems. You'll have kidney failure and liver damage, you know, from taking a pill that was going to stop a migraine. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> okay. No, thank you. Wow. Right, 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 right. Like, no, y'all, 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 y'all hit it on the nail. You hit it on the nail with that one. So. Yeah, it's just a big money game, and they, they, they've they decided, hey, we're going to make money off the sick and the poor. And there it is. So, yeah. So, yeah. the last thing I want to say in closing out is, is why imperative. When you see people giving financial advice mm-hmm. of how to, you know, ownership, that's a key to your survival. No yeah. longer thinking that you can just get by. Unless you want to be a part of the change, you got to be a part of the game. Okay. And that part of the game is right. That kind of sounded good. good to be part of the change, you gotta be part of the game. Right, right. You got a little flow, a little so, flow there. You know. So, and, and the reality is, is, and I learned this, you know, latter part of my life, is if I don't have my finances in order, and I always tell people this, you can't tell me where to sit on the bus if I own the bus company. Mm. You can't tell me where to sit in a restaurant if I own the restaurant. Right. You can't tell me where I can go, you know, to the bathroom at if I own the facility. Right. The game changes. You know, the game changes when you have ownership. So we have to start thinking it's an opportune time. There should be plenty of entrepreneurs. There's so many tools out here. And as Don, you know, taught me Google University, mm-hmm. there's so many ways to become successful in your traits and, and at least get your hustle on. Okay. But be a good hustler. Be a hustler with integrity. Okay. That even, you know? I mean, it, yeah. And, and, and if that's the case, make it work. But start owning the things that you, and then you can control everything. Nobody mm-hmm. starts to lead you astray anymore when you own it. Right. So it's important. But to piggyback. Ownership. Because I'm a New Yorker, so we, we hustle in our sleep. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> we hustle in our sleep. But, but for me, it's being around like minded people yeah so when i get in my down space where i'm just tired and i don't feel like hustling mm-hmm. um i'll get a melinda or something that'd be like come on now I, there's money out there to be made let's tap in and figure it out how we can do it because you don't always you, you get tired <laughs> right you don't always have that within yourself but 
If I don't have it and she sees me lacking it, I need for her to stay on top of me. So if you don't have that in your circle, what's the saying? If you're in a room of six millionaires and you're the seventh person, you're bound to be the seventh millionaire. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So you get to the point where you got to have those people that are going to push you, that are going to, hey, listen, this is what, as Melinda, this is what I did with my finances. It worked for me. I'm not saying it, it might work for you. It might not. But look into it. So, of wow. course, if you see a tangible product, her, you know, her finances has changed or what her situation changed, whatever it is, of course, I'm going to run over there and be like, okay, how she do that? <laughs> you know, how she do that? Let me try that out. You know, yeah. there is now I'm looking at, you start looking at it a different way. But I'm only going to look at that, look at it that way if I have somebody else around me that's yeah. going to show me or push me or make me look at it a different way. Changing you know? the mindset, you know, I'm telling you. I said this, a broke man's game, a broke man's fight is different from a rich man's fight. Mm. And, okay. and if you don't have friends pushing you to, as soon as I learn something, mm -hmm. I'm hitting John up like, who, and the, my close circle of friends, yo, let's jump on this X, Y, Z investments. Don't be afraid. For anyone who sees this, the baby steps, seven baby steps by David Ramsey. Just yeah. Google it, it's free. It'll start giving you, and it's not saying you, I don't have money to invest. Well, if you got money to buy Jordans and you got money to go get the hair done, everything, and, and all these little extras, right. scale down, use some of it, and start putting it over here and build it slowly. No one says you have to come out with tens of thousands of dollars. If you right. come out with 50 bucks a month and you're saving 50 bucks a month, then maybe as you graduate, now it's 100 bucks a month. Now that 100 turns into 200 but put it in Roth IRAs, put it in investment accounts, because if you're putting it into a savings account, it mm. grows nothing for you. And I know we just took the whole conversation on another why, but if we're mm -hmm. gonna talk about it's good. It's good stuff though. About smart things, right. you know? At the end of the day, you wanna look at the music, you wanna look at what we're doing, go to the Instagram page and yada yada. But we take these moments to try to say, we have got to do better for ourselves. And as food will always say, it's for us, by us. You know, I mean, even real. with that, you know, and, and where we go back and forth, Melinda and I, is what if I don't want to scale back from my Jordans? What if I don't want to? Well, now you know what? You're doing it and everybody else is doing it. So now looking at those companies, invest and make money. Don't just give them your money. Now you make money off of them because mm -hmm. you can take $5 and, yep. and get a stock. You can take right. $2 and get a stock. You know, so if you're spending your money with them and your kids are spending your money with them and my kids are spending my money with them, why not invest some money in them to get your money back? Wow. So, wow. Wow. Y'all straight dropping knowledge. This has been wonderful. This has been beautiful. Yeah, I see. I see. Okay, a quick question. September. I said I had to go. Mike, one more. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., who you got? I love them both. Okay, so Tyson got the harder punch. Okay. Roy is quicker. Mm -hmm. so it's going to really be now about endurance because if if Tyson can keep up with him as mm -hmm. far as energy wise he yeah. all, all he got to do is lay in one or two and before it's done <laughs> however okay. if he bounces around and runs and yeah. stays away and tire out Mike yeah. then it'll be his game yeah. But I'm excited to watch. If I could right. get a ticket to that shit, I'd be there in a heart. I <laughs> right. love both of them. Yeah, love yeah, both yeah. of them. I gotta well, go for the home team. Gotta yeah. go for the home team. 
Because if we know anything, we know, you know, Mike's reach. You know the reach on his own. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, Roy didn't have that reach. He had the, the uh, he Quick. was faster. He was quicker, you know. Mm-hmm. But I got to go for Mike. Got to go for the home team. Yeah. Right, right, right. I gotta go for Mike. All right. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I think I'm gonna go for Mike too. Uh I think Mike gonna catch him. And uh Roy. And if if Mike hits that, if he gets that one, if he gets close enough and he gets that in, it's up to change the game. It's gonna be about who outruns who, who outtires right. who. Right. Oh. <laughs> they're old. They're gonna dance around the ring and tire right. each other. And, and that note, we're leaving <laughs> now, this what chat. I will say, <laughs> All right. I guarantee you, Roy will get back. I mean, not Roy. Uh, Floyd will get back in the ring now. Because oh yeah. Now he's, he's gonna, it's gonna spark something in him. Yeah. He's gonna to try to find a fight to him. Well, he said you gotta have a country be- behind you to fight him. So. He's so gonna, he, he gonna look for that fight. You yeah. gonna get that you know what? I would love to see a real life, mm-hmm. real life Rocky Balboa shit with yep. Floyd and someone like from Russia. Because you know they okay. they, they, yeah. they, they, they yeah. train. I would love to see one of those kind of real, yeah. real like country to, against country and just yeah. and more because that Rocky Balboa, even though it was yeah. a movie, I right. get it. But that energy, that thing, that 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 grime, that grunge, right. I would love to see that. I'm tired of seeing pretty boys. I'm tired of seeing yeah. people kind of, you know. We had yeah. that with Oscar De La Hoya. We yeah. had that, with, you know, uh, um, um, Sugar Ray Jones. I'm saying, you know, okay. like, I love it. Mm-hmm. We love to sit talking, but I'd like to see Sugar Ray what? That's what I meant. Sugar Ray Leonard. What did I say? Sugar Ray Leonard. It just Right. I mean, I was just in Miami with um 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 oh my god, what was his name? Shane Mosley, uh he's a retired, retired old head. Um old head. uh George Foreman, uh no uh, hmm. God, dog it. It was the, hold on. My, hold hold okay. on. Hold on. <laughs> I, th- I think this is gonna spark a lot. I think right. he has stuff from Zab, you know. Okay. He'll be he'll have something to say him. I think there'll be a, a, a couple of people now that's gonna look at look at that fight mm-hmm. and say if they can do it, if they can still do it at their age and stuff yeah. like right. that. Right. Now, you know, and the egos are going to come and play because I'm younger, I'm faster, I'm still in shape. But, you know, right. so. now a lot of people may not know, but before Mike Tyson, you know, started really working out again and talking about fighting, he went through uh, what is it called stem cell therapy. And okay. it seemed like after he'd done this, this is when he really got amped up to, to get back in the ring. Uh, what do you think about that? Because I'm looking at that like, okay, if this really enhances him, that's kind of like taking steroids. Right. Right. I mean, I don't know the effects of it until I see the effects of it. Right. If it's going to make him quicker, now mm-hmm. that changes the game. Yeah. But if yeah. he's just going to sit there and wait for that, like, it, it really, I don't know what that therapy does. Mm-hmm. I will go research it, though, because that would be interesting to see what, exactly what it does. I, I just, yeah. Because we could 
turn my Benjamin Buttons backwards. I'm <laughs> right. I, I right. just thought it was. I just thought it was his new uh, found money venture that mm-hmm. you know he done smoked too much of what he was trying to grow, mm-hmm. and <laughs> decided that one day as he was going through his uh, garden picking mm-hmm. his flowers, <laughs> right. that he just he needs to be back in the ring. I think that was just a good session with Snoop and a conversation. That mm-hmm. got back in the ring, so right. I would be interested to see too now what the cell, um, what what type of energy and and what type of training that mm-hmm. it allows his body, to, you know, which is which is older to go through. Right, right, you know, right. How far right. how far it allows him to push himself. Right, right. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. In, we're we're gonna see in September. It's gonna be interesting. It's so. gonna be, it is gonna be interesting. It is, and it will be. I am. Yeah. No, wasn't Lennox. I got. I, I'll let you know. Still looking for it. <laughs> still trying to find it. Because uh, right. he was a welter. He was a, a heavyweight. Um, heavyweight. He was. Oh my God. She'll find it. It'll come back and it'll be like, ah, oh, I got it. Holy like Holyfield. No, not Holyfield. No. Um, let's see. Lennox Lewis, Holyfield. Uh, who else? Um. I can't remember the damn name. Get Google. <laughs> Hold on. Let, let me try to Google University heavyweight champion. And was it uh it was in uh Tyson's era? Yeah. No. 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 Um, um uh, uh, this is where the Jeopardy music. Riddick. Right, right, Riddick. right. Riddick Bow. Gotcha. Okay. Riddick. Riddick Bow. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was Tyson's era. Oh, that was, okay. So yeah. I was sitting next to him and he was just, we were talking stories and I saw the effects of boxing, you know, mm-hmm. in our conversation. And he was like, yo, I want to do a story on me. So we had some conversations about possibly doing a movie on him. And, you know, because mm-hmm. of the t- TV film side of the, of the company that, that I have over here, it's a possibility. So I'm excited. I got to return to that conversation now. But yo, he was a funny. Listen, them boxers have the funniest stories. Yeah, when they get mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think that was a shot. <laughs> I'm just gonna eat my. I'm just gonna eat my carrot. All right. What? <laughs> hey, man, this has truly been wonderful, and I thank you. I appreciate you for coming on. We're going to educate a lot of people, man. We're going to educate a lot so. of people. So, I hope so. Because uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get in the picture of questions and stuff in my DM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really We're a comedy dude, too. Our okay. show's coming out. We're okay. going to go on the road soon. All right. right. I'm playing, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, because it'll, it'll, I, like, I, I hope, right, I hope that it will give the knowledge to as people know mm-hmm. so they know how how to like she said it's how you come at a person mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? um how to present themselves because i tell i can't sell myself better than you can sell me right because okay. it's my passion okay so when i come to, to somebody seeking management or knowledge then I said, you know, you only get one time to make a first impression. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you come to me and you're asking questions, I should be able to feel the passion for wanting to take your career to the next level. I shouldn't yeah. feel like, oh my God, he's going to give me a headache. Right. right. And, and the initial 
uh, email or text or, you know, right. whatever it is. So mm -hmm. just them learning how to phrase their questions and, and doing their research, you know, mm -hmm. I get people ask me, what do you do? <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh my God. You hit me. What do you mean? What do I do? <laughs> That's a whole That's a whole like, do your research before you, you jump in the DMs of these okay. people. Y'all, I want okay. you to manage me. Yo, I got, I want yeah, can I send you my music? Oh, yeah. And then send yeah. me 1,700 emails. And I'm like, oh, you couldn't put them in a file. Right. So when I see those, you know what I do? I'm going to be very honest. Delete, 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 delete. Because you right. have to approach the people that you want to work with in a professional manner. Okay. Whether you're professional or not, mm -hmm. you don't understand the minute you make the wrong impression. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, yo. Oh, wow. Got I'll leave it red. I'll leave right. it. You'll see that I read it. Right. And then they'll get me back. Did you see it? You seen it? I seen it. I'm from New York. I'm, mm -mm. I'm a different breed. I'm not going to answer you. <laughs> She's meaner. Yeah. Right. I told you, I don't have a problem. This is why this is my job. I don't have a problem yeah. being a mean person. That ain't going to get you nowhere. You'll just be a one hit wonder. Right. Okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. I hope you but had fun with us. I did. I did. Y'all make a great, a great team, man. So uh, this has been fun. This has been absolutely fun. Give us your social media, and then I'll make sure it's all, it's all over there. But yeah, give us your social yeah, media. You're not being the DMs with the questions we don't want. <laughs> so you guys can look me up at the Santiago Firm at uh, the SantiagoFirm.com. Okay. Or my Instagram is at Melinda Santiago. Same thing with Facebook, Melinda Santiago. Everything is everything is Melinda Santiago or the Santiago firm. Branding. Everything. Branding. Okay. Okay. I'm D Scott Management. D Scott mm -hmm. underscore M G M T. Same okay. thing. All the way around the board. Consistency okay. and branding is key. key. <laughs> What's up? I appreciate y'all. I have someone who's been wanting to say hi. <laughs> Is she a little yeah. one? She's a little one. Come on. I want to see the little one. <gasps> hey, pretty girl. Baby boss. <laughs> How are you? Uh-oh, wait a minute. Well, I got my headphones, so she can't hear you. <laughs> oh. Where your teeth at? <laughs> well, they starting to come back in. Yeah. <laughs> See, she's right. she hustling in the tooth fairy. Oh, yeah. Baby boss, they start out young. Yeah, right? she, she, down, she down here learning how to make beats and everything. So, well, you know what? You, I will say, her, I think there's going to be more young entrepreneurs oh, yeah. mm -hmm. in this generation, or there should be in mm -hmm. this generation, from seeing us start our own companies and, and our own businesses um, than anything. Than anything. So, I wouldn't be surprised if. Shortly, she'll have her own company. Oh yeah. Gotcha. I mean, the celebs are doing it with their kids. Why can't you? Right. Oh, yeah. right. Hell, Nas put Destiny as an executive producer on Elmatic mm -hmm. when she was born. She's yep. now getting royalties from projects that you know. So yep. if they're putting their kids in positions to win and and to have residual income yep. and stuff like that, why right. shouldn't we? Right. To know better, right. we do better. It's to do better. Yeah. So you can't end it no better than that. This has been yeah. beautiful. Y'all wonderful. We're gonna put this out here. Make sure everybody check it out because this this is this is information beyond information. So I appreciate y'all. Thank you Thank so you. much for coming on. And I will stay in touch. Appreciate you do that. Okay. Y'all take care. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Yes. I'm gonna leave. Okay. I'm done. Papa, mommy, take it.